Welcome to the Church Solutions Podcast, brought to you by JSL Solutions. The Church Solutions Podcast is designed to help equip you and your church in the use of technology and other tools and services. And now, here are your hosts, Steve Lacey and Phil Thompson. And thanks for joining us today. I'm Phil Thompson. And I'm Steve Lacey. Good to be with you on another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast, and uh, we are a tech company called JSL Solutions. We help churches, we help ministries with answers to their problems. We do. Every, every, any problem you have, we can answer it, right? <laughs> yes, exactly. Being facetious. Uh, we do like to help churches. We've been doing this since 2001, and we have products like streaming video, mobile apps, content management system, website templates. And for more information on that, just hang around. We'll tell you. <laughs> All right. What are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about something that's not necessarily totally tech-related, although it could be indirectly. Uh, one of the most important things for your church or ministry are the people that help volunteer. And that's the lifeblood of any organization. Yes. And the problem is what happens is we get volunteers and then after a while they tend to kind of burn out many times. They leave, they quit, yeah. they get disillusioned. My, This is very timely. My wife is uh, just... Uh, just resigned from one of her duties, so she's kind of burned out on At what church? she's been doing. Yeah, for again, she resigned again. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess <laughs> she's been doing it for twenty something years. So, right. well, that was, so that was always taking, children. She's right. taking a little break. That was always children's ministry, right? Was yes, it? yes. Okay. I thought was, she quit a long time ago. Well, she was the children's director for right. a long time, but now that. she's just she uh, um, teaches one of the classes. Okay. And so, so she, she resigned from that. She resigned. She she realized that she said, when I'm not looking forward to it and actually dreading when I'm assigned to, to uh, participate, <laughs> that she probably ought to take a break. Well, that's that's probably good. So, But that's so, what we're talking about, burnout. She had, She's yeah. pretty much burnt out on yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, you know, there are times people do quit for uh, lots of different reasons. They move on, they get a different job, their schedule changes or something. They go, you know, they, I don't know, family moves and they go, but there are people that quit for completely preventable reasons. And maybe like your wife, they're worn out. Uh, they don't like what they do or whatever. And so this, we're going to talk a little bit about some of these symptoms and how you and I can fight them. Because again, this is important for any church or any ministry. Yeah. So 13 ways, is that what 13 ways at this point? See how far we get. 13 ways that we can prevent uh, volunteer burnout. Exactly. So the first thing that we would encourage you to do is share the impact that your volunteers have on the ministry. Yes. That's number one. Yeah. So, again, one of the best ways to remind people why – uh, why they're doing what, why they, why they do really matters is to show them some results of their work. And that can be hard at times because sometimes it's not always, it's intangible. Sometimes you don't always see everything happening, but if you've got some, you know, you hear somebody that shares a, a testimony or something positive about their experience with your church, it's always good to share that with your volunteers. Yes, or you could, you could play that song. What is that song? Do you know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about, <laughs> but I can't wait to hear it now. <laughs> There's a song that was really popular. Um, it's probably a long time ago, but it talks about how um, 
this guy meets, you know, he's died and gone to heaven, and he's running oh. into his Sunday school teacher uh, that led him to the Lord. And, oh, gosh. Yes. Uh, um, Bolts was his name. Yeah, was it yeah, Ray yeah, Bolts? I think yeah. you're right, yeah. yeah. Talking about how the yeah. Sunday school teacher <laughs> completely changed his life. Yeah. Um, Ray Bolts' lifestyle has changed quite a bit since then, yeah. but we won't get into that right now. Um, well, look, I mean, imagine your church without greeters, right? You know, how would newcomers and visitors feel if they walked in the door and nobody greeted them? So greeters are important. Ushers are important. Uh, imagine if you didn't have volunteers, you know, running some of your presentations, you know, yes. pro presenter, media shout, or even streaming video, which is what we do. You know, if you didn't have volunteers helping with, with those things or running sound, I mean, you know, it would definitely leave an empty spot in your service. Imagine that, you know, if nobody in your church volunteered to play or sing on the choir or the worship team, right? So those kind of things, you know, it's important to remind people that they really are making a difference and, uh, you know, if you do that, that really helps encourage volunteers. Yes. It's a thankless job sometimes. So uh, the next one, number two, uh, give your volunteers plenty of rest. Yes, and that may mean some time off, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what rest, I would say, would be. Uh, look, and again, I'm sure there's people listening to this going, well, yeah, but if I take time off or if I ask, somebody to take some time off who's going to fill the position yes that's hard that's you'd have to recruit so that you can set up some rest i know that i mean one of the things that we did at our church was we moved uh we have life groups we call them life groups groups small groups Mm -hmm. uh, whatever and we moved to a seasonal Mm-hmm. Um, life yes. group rather than a perpetual forever yeah. life group, which we, we had in the past. Yeah. So now we, we will meet for it's, it actually coincides with the school season. So when school's in, right. uh, we're in and when school holidays are out, then, then we're, yeah. we're not meeting. Yeah. And I think yeah. it makes a big difference. You can, oh, yeah. um, you can, you know, take off over the Christmas break and yeah. you have summers off. You kind of towards yeah. the end of the summer, you're like, oh, I'm looking forward to going back to, Sure. So, building it, designing in some rest for um, some of your long time volunteers. Like my wife, I guess is she's not done forever, but she's just taking a break. Sure. So, well, and, and and it's understandable. And again, you have to be intentional. So, if you're leading teams, whether you're a key volunteer that leads other volunteers, or you're on staff, you've got to be intentional about that. And and I'm glad to hear that your life groups finally took my advice that I offered <laughs> them five years ago. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, my church does that. We take breaks. But we meet for six weeks, and then we break. Oh. And it's easier on the host, and it's easier on everybody. And like yeah. you said, it's, you know, you you look forward to seeing people later, you know, instead of right. seeing them every week and whatever. So, but, yeah, uh, figure out a way to give some rest, even if it's maybe just a weekend or two at a time. Right. It's better than nothing. And if you, you know, really incorporate that as a leader, you know, communicate something to your volunteer like, hey, this guy really does care. This gal really does care about me. All right, let's move on here, shall we? We shall. What's the third one? What is our third one? Distribute knowledge. Distribute knowledge. What does that mean? Sounds like a sterile. It's a pretty sterile term. Well, I guess what it means is this. Encourage your volunteers, especially some of those that are more experienced, to maybe break out of their mold a little bit and learn some other things, other multiple roles. 
share about what other people are doing, other volunteers. Uh, it will break up the monotony for some volunteers. Yeah, so you want to have these people knowing how to do multiple yeah. Positions, that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I think so. Uh, give them, you know, some understanding of, of how things work. And, and you know, y- your first thought is, well, there's one more thing you're going to have to do. Well, no, not necessarily. Not We're not telling you to do, you know, do this, do this, and learn this. But maybe switch things up. And you probably need to do this with people that are a little more experienced uh, in this area of volunteering. But but the truth is it breaks up the – it breaks up the monotony. That's that's the only word I can think of offhand. And and if you you know if they can learn a little bit about what some of the other teams do, it may not be a yeah, perfect fit for them, but it might be still a good experience. And it, it'll help reduce some stress too, because if you're if you're the only one that knows yep. how to run this, yep. that means I got to be there because nobody right. else knows how to make that thing happen. Right. So if you're there in that role, teach somebody else yeah. um, <clears throat> how to do what you're doing, and so that if you're not there. Yeah. Yep, it's not the end of the world. Yep, it, it it it's really it gives you the opportunity to show your volunteers that they really can lean on each other and you uh, when they need to. All right, so number four, number four, appreciate your volunteers. Cannot say this enough. Probably should be the number one on the list. Appreciate your volunteers. Look, we know that you know you really can't completely compensate your volunteers for everything that they do because they're volunteering and it's you know it's it's just. It's something that people need to to, to, to hear appreciation, uh, and it's, we're not talking compensation as far as money, but we're talking about you know things you can do to show appreciation. Little notes, maybe little emails, even a text message saying, "Hey, I appreciate what you did today mm-hmm. for the church, or what you did last week." Uh, little things like that. I mean, you could even go a little more and create maybe a little time of a little party once in a while, maybe get together, uh, you know, that where people can kind of, you know, it could be anything could be just a time to get some ice cream together, something like that. And there's ways to roll a few of these into one. I mean, you can, uh, in appreciating someone, let them know what their impact has been. So, you know, absolutely. This person's life was, changed and it's because of you we appreciate that yeah absolutely but again appreciation just can't say enough about it because uh, uh even if you got people that are like oh, i don't do this for appreciation it still is good to hear it and uh, so yeah all right number five build a volunteer community and this may sound like a lot of work but the truth is community is what really to me keeps a church going and i mean community where people connect with each other they are friends with each other. They do things together when they can. And, uh, you know, a team that really, what's that old saying? A team that plays together stays together. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's if you can do some things where you build community, build relationships. You know, I know we're all busy. We've got soccer. We've got all these events going on. But if you can schedule something and create some opportunity for relationships, it will go a long way in helping volunteers avoid burnout. All right. And it'll also, it'll reduce some stress as well if they yeah. become friends. I know that, you know, maybe you know, some volunteers are like, ah, oh, Jody, she always shows up here three minutes before the thing has to yeah. start. And, she, why, why, you know, right. how come they're not here at 20 minutes before when everyone else is here? And, right. And so there's typically a, not a relationship there with, you know, Jody, where if you did that relationship, you could either yeah. understand the situation or correct yeah. the situation. 
Yeah. I mean, Joni may have reasons. You may have four kids that she's trying to that get out of the house. I don't know. But, but you know, building relationship, building community, uh, it's a real key to helping your volunteers, you know, uh, enjoy what they do, keep them from burnout, and, and help them to be more productive, you know? Yes. So, so number six on our goal, on our list, is provide clear goals. Clear goals. Uh, I Again, I think this is important, and it's important to not just do it once, <laughs> but to remind people what the goals are, because goals sometimes do change a little bit. They, they get modified. But to keep people, remind people, uh, goals give volunteers direction. They help them direction for growth. It helps them uh, to really understand where they're going, where they're headed. Uh, it can help your ministry get more out of the volunteers and, and help right. the volunteers, you know, be motivated to give more. Right. So it, it's really important. And, and a lot of times we, especially if you're a leader and even if you're a person on staff, you know, you probably understand your goals. Hopefully you do. But many times we don't communicate those things because we think, well, we know them, so everybody else must know them, right? Or, hey, I told them once six months ago or a year ago or whatever. I told them what the goals were. But, you know, everybody's at a different point in life. Right. So they need to be reminded. And, and I think there's ways to do that. And, again, like you just said earlier, there's ways to even combine some of these things we're talking about where, you know, where there's times together, groups together, you know, sharing a goal or something. is it, It's very important, I think, to uh, helping volunteers. Plus, uh, it'll it should help break the monotony of a particular yeah. task if they have yeah. growth goals for, you know, their role. Yeah. In doing whatever, then they'll you know they'll be able to move sure. up the yeah the chain there and kind of well yeah and if they feel like they're learning and growing too that makes a difference right. you know uh, it makes a big difference uh, for people to, especially if they're doing something and they've got a something in mind for the future so all right number seven prevent burnout don't react to it yeah and this is typically what happens here for most of us we. We tend to react to things, and that's kind of what this goal is of this podcast today. Is is look, let's let's instead of just always reacting to things, let's look at some proactive measures we can take uh, to alleviate burnout, to help volunteers going through difficult times. Right. Uh, because probably by the time they're they're burning out, it's like too late <laughs> yes they, I think they, they've already made their mind up they've gone through the decision process they've right. already talked to a bunch of different people by the time they let you know yeah which is one of the last people they want to let know right um they're yeah. pretty much set on taking another route so yeah. if you follow some of these other 12 steps uh, you should be able to prevent that i think so and you know again you you can't prevent every volunteer from burning out. It happens. Uh, most aren't going to stay for life. But if you're proactive about fighting burnout, you're, you know, you really kind of pay attention to how volunteers feel about their roles and, you know, you're more connected to them. You can head off some of this stuff. Yeah. All right. Number eight, come prepared every time. <laughs> I'm thinking of my music director who, uh, Used to have a problem with this and still does a little bit. <laughs> uh, she would show up, but she didn't have the music pulled or she wasn't totally clear on what she was doing. And I, and I love her to death. She's awesome. But, uh, you know, being prepared, not her 
not her strength, you know. I think she's doing much better now. Hopefully she's not listening to this podcast. But uh, when you – if you're leading a team and you're not, you know, when whatever you're doing on your team, whatever the event is, whatever the activity is, and you're not really prepared, uh, you know, for a service, you're – you frustrate the yes. people around you. Yes. <laughs> if you're the one in charge and you're not prepared – Right. And they're all ready to go do their thing, but you're yeah. not yeah. straight on what you know needs to be done. Then yeah. it just can get really frustrating. Yeah, because your volunteers, you know, you might be a volunteer yourself, but maybe you're overseeing some other other volunteers. You know, your your volunteers, some of them, you know, they got to get babysitters. They've got a plan. They got to leave early to get there, you know, to the church or something. And when you show up late or unprepared, it can make the other volunteers feel like, eh, you don't really care, do you? You don't really understand what we're going through. And I, I personally think it's rude. Now, I understand it happens. Things happen. Sometimes you get you know, tripped up and you may not always be prepared. But if it's happening on a regular basis, uh, to me, that's rude. You know? And so think that, keep, just keep that in, in mind. You know? Treat people like you would want to be treated. So being prepared, if you're leading a team, be prepared and that will help your volunteers. It won't get them so frustrated. Right. Okay, number nine, remind them why they serve. Again, this ties in with something we talked about earlier, but people volunteer for a lot of different reasons. And some of those reasons could be like spiritual growth or just the desire to serve God. Uh, that can help volunteers stay plugged in for a long time. But other reasons, people have things like, oh, I want to meet new people. I want to make friends. That may not always keep them going when things get tough. And so you want to really remind people, identify the reasons. Hey, here's why we're doing what we're doing. Right. Or there may be, these volunteers may be serving, you know, what you want to do is understand the reasons why they're volunteering. Yeah, And then remind them of their, you know, particular reasons. Yeah. You want to do this for, you know, X, Y, Z, and you're doing a great job with it. And Yeah. Uh, you don't want to bring guilt. You know, you want to encourage people, but you want to just, again, remind them, hey, here's why we're doing what we're doing. And uh, so it kind of gets down to really knowing your volunteers, which we'll talk about in a moment, and paying attention to how they respond, those kind of things. All right, number 10. Number 10. Here's This is going to be a tough one, but I, I think it's so important. Find a mentor for every volunteer. Find a mentor for every volunteer. So one of the single greatest ways you can help a volunteer grow is to get them a mentor. So whether that's more of an, you know, it's, it's a more experienced volunteer, maybe somebody on staff like yourself, if you're a staff person, a pastor, or another member of the congregation who enjoys developing relationships. Um, there are probably some people in your church right now who are more capable of mentoring, but they either don't know it or they haven't been given the opportunity, you know, and they just need a little nudge. Uh, so I'd encourage you to find some ways to share this need with your congregation. Uh, you know, it's someone else's spiritual growth opportunity. It really can help people grow uh, to have mentors in their life. Right. I know one of the things that we do at our church for new volunteers is their first few Sundays they will shadow whoever, you yeah. know, whoever they're going to be working with, which is kind of a way of, Introducing them to you yeah. know, what that role is going to be and what's expected, but right. getting a mentor for once they're in place, maybe just cross connecting different volunteers within your right. set of volunteers. So, yeah, know, 
one that's a little further down the road than the other. And I think it helps those who, uh, even the people on the other end of the coin, those who are doing the mentoring, you know, it can help them as well, help them grow and help them connect with people and keep them around. All right. We're cruising. So number 11, pray for your volunteers. Yeah, you know, I know this should be obvious, but again, we get busy and we may pray for our own needs or our own family. But if you, uh, especially if you're leading a team, pray for your volunteers. Uh, again, your volunteers are partners in the ministry. Uh, they're, they're brothers and sisters that you work with. So pray for them. Pray for their families. Pray for their personal ministries. And again, I would say, uh, you know, give them opportunity, if you can do it correctly, uh you know, let them express their needs to you and maybe make an opportunity. Hopefully you meet with your volunteers, which we can talk about here in a moment on a semi-regular basis. I would include times of prayer request. You know, if people feel the Liberty to share, uh, somehow or another, you want to build a connection there where they feel Liberty to share what's going on. And then you take the opportunity to pray for them, maybe in person or maybe just in your quiet time. Mm-hmm. All right. And number 12, train them well. Yeah, and this goes without saying. We kind of touched on this, but uh, training is important because, you know, when you try something new or do something new and you don't fully understand how to do it, you develop bad habits, and uh, it can be very frustrating if you're a new volunteer. Uh, Training, uh, you know, there are some people that will take this and develop manuals for whatever ministry they're in, which I would say is a good thing. Mm. (laughs) Not everybody reads the manuals, but I think if you have a, if you can train people well on how to do what they're doing, uh, it's one of the best ways to proactively fight volunteer burnout. So uh, again, some of this stuff takes a little bit of time on your part if you're leading a team, but it's worth it in the long run because you're going to help people do what they're doing better. They're going to feel better about it because, you know, when a volunteer doesn't completely understand what they're doing, many times they're going to do it wrong and then they'll get flack from somebody on it. Maybe not from you, but maybe one of the other leaders in the church or somebody else will give them criticism. Well, you know, you should wait till the song plays for another minute before you take the offering because people need time to write out their checks or fill out their connection cards. If you don't train them to wait and do things right and they hear criticism, what's their feelings? Like, oh, great, nobody cares. (laughs) Nobody appreciates what I do. So training people is, is important. It takes time. But again, if you want people to hang around for a while and not burn out, it's a key. Yes. And then our last one on our list here. Know your team. And again, this comes back down to building community, building relationships. Uh, You know, every single one of these techniques that we just talked about for fighting burnout depends on you, if you're leading a team, to know your team. And if uh, if you don't have the capacity to get to know the people who serve with you, or maybe there's too many volunteers to manage, then you need to delegate a little bit and assign some leadership roles to some other people. Uh, Because otherwise, uh, you're missing out. You're going to miss the signs of burnout. You're going to miss people. There are people maybe on your team that are hurting. Uh, They're discouraged. They're going through something personally. And, and, you know, part of what we're talking about here is ministry. And it's not just let's get the job done so we can grow the church, but it's also let's connect with each other to help each other help each other grow and get closer to God and build relationships. So knowing your team, uh, again, takes a little bit of energy on your part, 
may have to delegate, but it's a key to building your church and building a healthy ministry. So that's our list here. Is there is there anything else you wanted to add? I know what's your most frustrating volunteer um, a thing event. What's your pet peeve? Do you have any pet peeves with? Uh, you know, personally with my church, we've we've really with the help. I actually kind of took this on where I I had uh, I had ushers and greeters that were just scattered all over the place, and I actually had somebody else, another volunteer, take it on. Made a big difference. Mm-hmm. So even though I do a little part time role as an executive director of a small church, you know, I only do it part time. So it's frustrating for me sometimes when I see things not, you know, volunteers not, uh, either not fulfilling what they're supposed to do right, or we need more of them. And so I have found it, it, it's finding the right people is very important and it's not on this list, but if there's any way you can incorporate some kind of a spiritual gifts testing, you know, there's people out there like Rick Warren and others that have put together some great material on, on how people can learn what their giftings are. And, and that helps them fit in to an area of ministry. So they're not frustrated doing something that doesn't fit them. Mm-hmm. But for me, when I had, when I had a, a, one of the, my key people took, took on the area of ushers and greeters made a huge difference. Uh, people showed up on time. People knew what they were doing. Uh, we had very little roles where in the past is like, hey, where's our ushers? We got to do something, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I would be dragging people, pulling people out of the out of the <laughs> congregation to do something. <laughs> what about you? Um, I was trying to think back on my my pet peeve was was uh, having going to meetings that were that had no real purpose or agenda that oh, was yeah. around. You know, some volunteer spot, and I'm just thinking, hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm making time out of my weekend or week or whatever, and right. I go to this thing, and I'm like, yeah. did we really need to do that? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I that that important. gets me frustrated. That's just one of the frustrating things. Yeah. Um, that I'm like, hmm. well, and it goes back to you know making sure you know if you're leading a team. What we mentioned later earlier was you know make sure you're organized. <laughs> you you have a goal in mind. Yeah. Because, yeah, a lot of times I think people that are leading, you know, teams say, oh, let's get everybody together and let's, you know, do X, Y, or Z. And yeah. as a volunteer, I'm thinking, wow, this is a big commitment for me to show up again right. for this thing that's not completely related. Right. I don't know. I just – I'm just – just remembering, I don't remember any specifics, but I just remember frustrating going, oh, why did I even come to this? I'm here, we're wasting so, time. Yes. Well, and that's always good to keep in mind. If, you, if you're listening to this podcast and you lead teams or lead people, you know, make sure it's you respect that's, their, yeah. their time, not yeah. only while they're doing their job, but you know, in yeah. between. Absolutely. So. Yeah. It's important stuff. But all right. Uh, if you've got some feedback on us, on this folks, uh, or on us, <laughs> you please give us, give us your, your opinion on some of these things. Just send us an email support at streamingchurch.tv. That's one of our domains, we do streamingchurch.tv and churchapplive.com and myflock.com. And, and you know, the, again, I can't stress that volunteers are, are a huge part of, of, of any ministry, so we need to take care of them as best as we can. So hopefully this has helped. All right. All right. So that's Steve Lacey across the table. I'm Phil Thompson. Again, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, until next week, uh, I hope that you have a great week, a great day, and catch us again for another edition of the Church Solutions Podcast. Take care.